Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. It's Friday, April 17th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, reminding you that tomorrow is technically the start of the weekend. Ah, weekend. You know, I remember this concept so long ago, though. It was like, it's almost like another lifetime. Yeah, I've put blackout shades in my house and I live in a timeless void. Aww. (laughs) On today's show, a check-in on the lockdown economy and then some headlines. But first, the latest. I'd like to dedicate this song to all of the healthcare workers who've been working tirelessly to keep us healthy and safe. We greatly appreciate you. That was uh, my queen, Beyonce, the uh, flag on my Animal Crossing island, uh, kicking off, you know, just a true Disney classic for healthcare workers from uh, an event that they did on ABC last night. But in news, the Trump administration, eager to restart an economy that's been put on pause by coronavirus, issued guidelines to states on Thursday for how to go about doing so. It was a major about face from his total authority statement just a few days ago. So Gideon, what all do we know? Yeah, so the administration is basically saying what everyone else has known all along. It's going to be up to states to determine how and when they begin the process of easing out of their lockdowns. On a call with governors reported by The New York Times, the president said, quote, you're going to call your own shots. But he also said that if states were in a position to do so, they could open before May 1st. That's sort of reflecting his eagerness uh, to get things open, even when it's not safe to do so. Mm -hmm. Here's what we know specifically about the guidelines that they put out. There's no specific timeline attached, but the process is broken into phases. Before entering the first reopening phase, it says that states need to have a downward trajectory of COVID-19 cases for a 14-day period. Hospitals need to be able to treat patients without crisis care and have a testing program in place for their healthcare workers. All right. So if all of that's met, then what? Then you move into the phase portion of this. Uh, Phase one is where people would be encouraged to not socialize in groups bigger than 10. Uh, Remote work would still be encouraged and schools and bars would remain closed. Interestingly, though, they're saying gyms, movie theaters and restaurants can open with strict distancing rules in practice. Then phase two, if states show no signs of rebound, would allow schools to reopen and advise against social gatherings of 50 with remote work still encouraged. Then finally, there's a phase three, which would allow for unrestricted staffing at work and the return of bars, but with more standing room. Well, I've always been a fan of bars with standing room, so I think it's a good idea. Uh, Well, it very much seems like things will be far from normal for a while, right? And it's certainly a lot more cautious than much of what Trump has been saying in recent days. But a lot of it depends on testing and hospitals not being overwhelmed for states to even begin the process. So that's a major hurdle, to say the least. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. There's all this criteria to start modest reopenings like we're talking about, but Mm -hmm. how do any of these states even get there? On tracing, which is one element of it, when you keep track of anyone who was infected and people they may have been in contact with during that time, there's reporting that the CDC is going to hire hundreds of people to work on contact tracing to help this effort. But some health officials say that that is nowhere near enough. To complement that, the CDC is discussing using 25,000 Census Bureau workers to do the tracing as well. More on the topic of tracing in just a second. But on testing, The White House was saying that they were hopeful to get to 5 million tested by the end of the month, which is Mm. still just a small percentage of the overall population in the country. To ramp up, it's going to take a lot of assistance. And there are shortages of swabs and chemicals used to process the tests, which means many places are still only testing people who, for instance, show symptoms, which doesn't capture the whole picture and the whole population that could be at risk. Right. Antibody tests, which show whether somebody has ever had the virus, are still in development as well, but there are questions about how accurate they are at the moment. Anyways, while all this is happening yesterday on the federal level, we saw the formation of another coalition of states in the Midwest joining up to figure out how and when to safely reopen. That's Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. Yeah, so Midwest plus Kentucky. We like to glom on when it's cool. All right, well, states want the federal government to use its power to step in with money and coordination to get testing ramped up. That could be coordinating supply purchases, distribution, hiring tracing staff, et cetera. You know, these are the things the states say they mostly can't handle by themselves. Though we are seeing at least one state with its own plan. So that's Massachusetts. What are they doing? Yeah, so they're the first state in the country to heavily invest in a program for this increased contact tracing. Mm -hmm. They're talking about it being staffed with a thousand people and a budget of $44 million. And it's a tracing system that's different from what we've seen in other countries like South Korea that has relied on a form of digital surveillance. In, in South Korea, cell phones have been used to track proximity of people to other known infected people, a process that has raised privacy concerns naturally. Uh, But in Massachusetts, it's more of an old school method. They're essentially training staff to be kind of like private investigators in a way. Uh, The tracers in the state are basically calling newly diagnosed patients and their contacts for one-on-one interviews, essentially to go through the process of where have you been, who have you talked to, all of those things. So that's a window into how time intensive and difficult the process can be to actually do it right. But in the meantime, the economy remains semi-closed, and we got a new measure on how that's actually impacting people. Akilah, catch us up on that. All right. So more bad news for America. Uh, We got the updated unemployment numbers yesterday and an additional 5 million people filed for, you know, those benefits. That brings our total to 22 million people in just the last four weeks. That amounts to almost a decade of job gains put on hold or completely lost in just a month. And one of the big takeaways from the data is that we are seeing job losses extending to every single sector. It's not just travel and entertainment and restaurants. It's everywhere. So, you know, this continues to be an unprecedented crisis. Yeah, it's pretty bleak. Uh, But we know that stimulus checks are rolling out, phasing in. Um, On yesterday's show, we talked about who was supposed to be getting them and when. Any more word on how it's going so far? Yeah, it's not great. Uh, Here's the thing about being broke in America. It's really expensive. If for any reason your bank account is overdrawn, some banks are putting your stimulus payment towards your outstanding balance. So Let's just consider that many Americans have been home and out of work for a month or more without receiving any assistance. And, you know, unemployment checks can take up to six weeks on their own just to be deposited. 
That means on top of an overdraft fee for every transaction you may have made in the past month, there could also be a daily overdrawn account fee of 5 to $10. In some cases, it's even more. So for the sake of argument, even if your account is just overdrawn and you haven't had to buy anything for a whole month, you could still be looking at something like $500 in bank fees. So that stimulus check is cut you know, nearly in half. Yeah, it's completely immoral. And it's also just a a policy flaw, too, because it defeats the purpose of what is called a stimulus check that's supposed to get people to spend to stimulate the economy, not the banks. Right. Yeah. I don't know why you would give your check directly to the bank, but that's what they're expecting. But there is a little spot of hope. So all of this reporting that has put banks on blast for this has really encouraged a lot of them to stop the practice of taking that money. Uh, USAA said that they're going to give back the money that they took out of those accounts. And other big banks like Bank of America, Chase, Wells Fargo and Citibank have all said that they're going to pause collection on negative balances for customers up to 30 days. So that's nice. Um, And, you know, that'll make a difference for their customers. But There's also thousands of banks in this country, so hopefully more of them do the same. Yeah, it should be a lesson for times when we're not in a pandemic as well. But that's not the only problem some are having in getting benefits from the CARES Act, yeah? Yeah, so the rollout of payments has had a bunch of snags. So, for example, millions of people who filed their taxes through preparation services like H&R Block or TurboTax didn't get their payments because the IRS didn't have their direct deposit information on file because of the way those companies act like a middleman. The IRS says it's working on it and that you can put your information on their get my payment tool, but lots of people are saying that tool isn't working either. And Then just one more economic news item. So thousands of people have filed OSHA complaints against their companies over workplace safety concerns with the virus. The Washington Post got the documents from a Freedom of Information Act request, and they found that basic measures like supplying personal protective equipment and enforcing social distancing, you know, they're just that's most of the grievances is that people are being put in danger. Right. So that's an overview of the United States. Across the world, though, we're also seeing fears around the coronavirus exacerbating bigotry of all kinds. We've seen this in India, where Muslims have been increasingly targeted and victims of violence. But let's talk here for a second about how this is manifesting in China. All right. So, you know, we tend to think about bigotry and nationalism as a U.S. problem. But in China, xenophobia and racism has been highlighted by this crisis in a really big way. The Chinese government denounced, you know, all of those racist attacks against Asians overseas when the outbreak was centered in China. But they're being really quiet right now. You know, now that people from other countries are being scapegoated as public health risks in their own country. Officials there continue to emphasize that most of China's new cases are now imported, but purposely breeze past the fact that many are just Chinese citizens returning home. And it's gotten so bad that other countries have started to denounce it. In one instance, that's not funny, but it's like kind of funny to me for reasons. Uh, So a McDonald's in China has apologized after a video went viral showing a laminated sign at the restaurant that said black people were barred from entering. The restaurant obviously has since been closed and employees have to undergo sensitivity training. But I think it's just kind of funny that as the world is reeling from an international health crisis, some dumb people have time to not only write a racist message, but have it laminated. Like, (laughs) lamination is not a quick art. It's just not. But also, deriving power from banning someone from an individual McDonald's, a restaurant that exists literally everywhere, is just a level of pathetic I just personally can't relate to. So... There's a lot more to cover. We're going to keep you all posted, but that's the latest.
Friday, Wad Squad. Oh my God, we made it to Friday. Can you believe it? I can. I am so tired. I have big <laughs> plans to stay home for the foreseeable future. So do you. Uh, so let's check in. Giddy, I like doing Media Rex for people on Fridays. Anything you think people should watch? Okay, I promise this because it uh, is very good and relates to Kentucky. There's a documentary called Harlan County, USA. Oh, man. It is on Criterion. If people are like, documentary, not really feeling it. Quick summary. There is a massive coal miner union strike, or there's a massive coal miner strike as they're fighting for like a contract in their union in the 70s in Kentucky. And it's basically the story of like all these people in this town and this whole county uh, facing at certain times bullets from people trying to stop them from forming this union and the process that they go through for doing it. And it's really like uplifting and scary and intense, but uh, it's really cool. Uh, That sounds awesome. And I'm going to dumb down that recommendation with a question. Like, did they have really great accents as well? Yes. Uh, Incredible accents. I think somebody also may have mentioned that it might be on YouTube. Um, I want to double check that before I promise it. But yeah, just track it down. Very cool, um, very crazy movie. But yeah. but what do you recommend? All right, so uh, not going to be a documentary. It's going to be my next video for Comedy Central. So uh, last week we had a video come out. It was an updated patty cake routine with my friend Milana Weintraub. Uh, this week we have another episode going on Comedy Central's social media channels at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I think you all are going to like it. If I had to allude to it, I'd say... This one is very relatable. It is about the moment when you realize you both hate the same person. <laughs> that's all I will say. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what I think people should watch. And, you know, television <laughs> overall. This is a good twofer. I think I think we have like a, a yin-yang thing going on. You have a good high-low, of, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always, it's good to balance out. There you go. Boom. Another week. Perfect temperatures. Check in on your weird extended family that you don't really like, but you do sometimes find entertaining. And we're going to catch up again on the other side of the weekend. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty.
Alta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash wad. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. So we have a very special guest today, Caroline Goldfarb. She's a comedian. She's a TV writer. She runs the viral Instagram account, Official Sean Penn. How you doing? Hey, guys. What's up? What's good? <laughs> you know, just living in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here. I love the pod and I love you guys. I love you more. Thank so you. let's just jump into some headlines then, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Here we go. A federal judge in Montana has revoked a key permit needed to complete the controversial Keystone XL pipeline. A coalition of environmental groups sued the engineers behind the pipeline, arguing that they didn't consider the effects of construction on endangered species. Hmm. With some key construction activities suspended, there are expected to be major delays to the project. The case doesn't completely shut down work on the pipeline, but the company behind the pipeline still faces other legal battles brought on by tribal communities seeking to stop construction in light of the pandemic. Mm. Usually I like stories about laying pipe, but (laughs) that one's... Same. <laughs> I don't like that one. That was sad. All right. Well, online retailer Fashion Nova is facing criticism for a promo they ran after the U.S. government started sending out stimulus checks for coronavirus relief. Yeah. Fashion Nova shoppers or Nova Scotias, as I like to call them. <laughs> Just a little thing that I say that pretty much no one else says. All the time. Oh, yeah. Well, so the shoppers got a text that said, and I quote, when that stimulus deposit hits, star eyes emoji, money bag emoji, save up to 80% site-wide. And let me just be the first to say, thank you, Fashion Nova, because <laughs> there is nothing we need in the middle of a historic recession more than frontless songs and holographic nipple covers. True. Am I right? <laughs> Ladies, Gideon, come on. Yeah. Gideon, show me your nipple s- covers. I've been saying it. They're already out. I know the <laughs> listeners can't hear, but Gideon is flinging around a really cute nipple tassel right now that he bought on Fashion Nova for 80% off with a stimulus as check. I, as I do for every recording. Oh, Gideon, <laughs> we love that about you. And you know, Fashion Nova hasn't yet commented on the blowback, but they are working with Cardi B on a $1 million fund that gives people who are in need of financial support $1,000 each. Odds are those people will spend at least a portion of that money on something called backless glitter chaps. I need those. 
Absolutely. That's like Zoom. That, that's my Zoom outfit all the time. <laughs> uh, Mercury, the fun, goopy metal that was like a video game for kids in the 1960s, scored <laughs> a major win yesterday. Uh, that's because Trump's EPA rolled back an Obama-era regulation, which could allow coal-fired power plants that release mercury and other pollutants to significantly relax their standards. In essence, the EPA makes decisions about regulating polluters based on cost-benefit analyses, and they change the way they make their calculations so regulations look more costly and less beneficial. They cook the books, and in this case, the books are our fragile planet. What's really crazy is that some coal plants didn't even want this rule because they already spent millions getting up to code, and now they can squirt wet chrome into the sky with no repercussions. They feel like they wasted their money. I mean makes sense. Mercury pollution causes brain damage in children. Trump is following through on his promise to keep the brain damage industry alive. Oh, well, make America brain damaged again. <laughs> there it is. Yikes. Oh, wait, uh, after being inexplicably missing for over a month, the president of Nicaragua reappeared on national television yesterday. It is a coronavirus miracle. He's like the Great Pumpkin. Um, President Daniel Ortega delivered a speech in front of cameras, echoing his administration's refusal to follow public health recommendations. He made no mention of where he's been for the past 33 days. He didn't even acknowledge that he completely disappeared from the public eye in the midst of a global pandemic. Ortega did make sure to call the pandemic a, quote, sign from God and claim that there was only one death in the country related to COVID-19. Incredulous. Um, experts suspect there to be many undetected cases. Nicaragua is one of the few remaining countries to not have social distancing measures. Mm. So he's kind of like the Nicaraguan Richard Simmons. But he came back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Where has he been? Well, come on. I'm, I'm sorry. Is anyone else still thinking about when Gideon said squirt wet chrome? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't, I haven't heard anything since then. It's, yeah, it's, it's okay. The listeners loop. stopped listening, so you can play on a loop in my mind. The good thing is that we know who to blame for such disturbing phrases. It's head writer mm. John Milstein, and he needs to be punished. All right, <laughs> we got to get through these headlines. I got to, we got to squirt some more chrome here. <laughs> okay, so Senator Cory Booker is using his time in lockdown the same way that many of us are, and that's by marathoning the 2014 to 2019 era family comedy Jane the Virgin, which aired on the CW, for those that don't wow. know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Booker's girlfriend, Rosario Dawson, she is in the last two seasons of the show, and she told Entertainment Tonight that since Cory has nothing but time and obviously a deep respect for Gina Rodriguez on his hands, <laughs> he's now caught up on every episode. So give it up for Cory Booker, you guys. He ooh, caught up on ooh. Jane the Virgin. Okay, <laughs> sounded a little unpassionate there. And this <laughs> this isn't the first time that cory has been outed as a Janiac, by the way. Here's him discussing the show with a reporter at a Democratic debate last year. And it was a really value-based show, something that your whole family could watch that really affirms the best of who we are. And at a time that we're seeing moral vandalism from the highest office in the land, it's nice to watch a show that's unifying in our country. <laughs> Is Jane the Virgin really unifying our country? Where have I been? Yeah, I know. I, I guess we have. A, we all need to watch it, and then it, maybe it'll work. It's like Cory Booker lives in an alternate universe where it's not like The Sopranos or The Wire at the top of everyone's must-watch TV. He's like, Jane the Virgin is the show we all have to be watching right now. <laughs> yes. And, you know, that is the kind of passion we needed from Cory on the debate stage, you know? Mm -hmm. If he had been up there promising Jane the Virgin for all, Universal <laughs> Netflix, uh, Gina Rodriguez in every pot, you know, stuff like that, I think... 
But we'd be looking at a pretty different election right now. Mm-hmm. Also, Senator Booker, if you're listening, uh, and I think you are, if you like Jane the Virgin, I would highly recommend checking out some other CW shows like Stargirl or iZombie. Just, you know, switch yeah. it up. Check them out. <laughs> Something in that vein for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show, Caroline. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Where can our listeners find you? Um, you can find me on the internet, of course. <laughs> and uh, keep an eye out for my upcoming seven-part investigative podcast about Jeremy Renner's app. This is not a joke. <laughs> it's coming to Comedy Central sometime during the quarantine. I'm literally doing a serious, serial-esque it- podcast on Jeremy Renner and his app. I oh, love so the, the Renner app. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> I loved it so much that I'm dedicating my entire quarantine to it. So get at me. This is God's work. <laughs> Bless you. Thanks for having me, guys. You're the best. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank and you. those are the headlines. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, buy us something from Fashion Nova, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just things written on your t-shirt that show up backwards in the mirror like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And enjoy, and enjoy your, your weekend, weekend you Janiacs. <laughs> Jane the Virginiacs. That's going to stick, I think. What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD, streaming audio. On March 11th, 2024... The title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, And there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. I live by routines, but I especially love my same-day delivery routine with Shipped. And my shopper knows this about me. When Sunday rolls around and I place my weekly stock-up order, Joe sends texts from the aisles. Wilted lettuce? Nah, uh Hard pass. Deal on my favorite sparkling water? Whew. Grab two. Fresh flowers just because? Hmm, sounds like a delightful idea. If you love routines that work for you, get shipped same-day delivery. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high.